but there's so many different options and there's no right way to do it. That's Orlette Lawn, or apple pie, as she's called on the trail. I really just like desserts and I know how to make Dutch apple pie, so we just. In the summer of 2014, she took on an audacious project. A white mountain deeratissima. You know, there's no one direct like, oh, I'll just do this one line and then you get all the peaks. No, you have to really kind of make choices. Lots of choices. 48 4,000 footers in the White Mountains and she needed to somehow connect all of the dots. That's coming up on today's episode. I'm Ben Shank. You're listening to Mountain Meister. Mountain Meister is supported by Big Agnes, who's literally in the business of helping you fall asleep at night. One of the reasons why they are so successful is a technical knowledge of insulation. For it to be effective, it needs to have air pockets. But when you lie down at night in a non-Big Agnes sleeping bag, you squeegee out the air in the bottom of your bag, rendering that insulation useless. Enter the Big Agnes system bags. Instead of that useless insulation, they've replaced it with a special sleeve to hug your sleeping pad. Congratulations, you have just created an insulated sleep system where you have everything that you need and nothing that you don't. Plus, you'll never roll off your pad again. For 20% off of your purchase, go to BigAgnes.com. Use the code MEISTER at checkout. How'd you get your trail name? Can you tell me? Um, yeah, I can. It's not a really great story, um, but um, I really just like desserts, and I know how to make Dutch apple pie, so we just kind of lost a Dutch because that's really long. And uh, obviously, like, you know, um, don't let life or the dessert tray pass you by. Okay, very so. good. <laughs> now, is apple pie your favorite dessert? Yeah, you can't really go wrong with it, although I don't really do like brownies as well. Uh-huh. And any pie or pastries, you know, just it's good stuff. You said you can't go wrong with an apple pie. I disagree. Really? Yeah, I hate when uh, the, there are artificial pie fillings. That's one of the very oh, few okay. foods I don't like. Well, and I actually don't like it when they put too much, um, oh, what is that called in English? Um Oh, there's a there's a certain spice in there that they put in sometimes that I don't cinnamon? like. No, I love cinnamon. It's another one that mm. sometimes Americans put in there. Anyways, or well, if you we put try to figure this out, vanilla, <laughs> nutmeg, nutmeg. That's that it. It's nutmeg. nutmeg. Like I think nutmeg. it's nutmeg. Yeah. Okay. I think so. Huh? And you yeah. said you said that <laughs> you didn't know the word in English, which implies that English isn't your first language. But I can't uh, detect any trace of an accent. Sometimes it comes out when I'm really tired or really upset, um, there will be something that will give it away. Um, Where are you yeah. from? I'm from Holland originally. Mm-hmm. So I moved over to the States in 99. Okay. Yep. And I've been on and off, you know, more on now than off. Why did you move uh, here? Um, that was basically uh, my uh, my uh, husband at the time got a job in California. So I moved with him, and um, he went back, and um, I stayed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, hiking the Pacific Crest Trail, kind of, uh, kind of, uh, yeah. Um, let me say that we kind of grew apart a little bit. Uh-huh. I got back to my core of like, oh yeah, I really like to hike and explore and do all these things. And he was like, I really like my job. Um, so yeah, kind of, kind of grew apart a little bit. Um, I just kept hiking, and there you go. 
Yeah, sounds like a <laughs> learning experience. <laughs> yeah, you know, like when you do those um, long distance hikes, you know, you're out there and you kind of realize what you really like and um, yeah, what what life is, what's more important in your life? And I just I was doing that, and then I was like, wait, there's more trails to hike. Mm -hmm. wow I kind of just want to do all those trails and I want to travel more and explore more and uh so that's really what I I wanted to keep doing yeah so how did you do it how did you keep going um the next year I was like I did the PCT in 03 and then the next year I was like okay I'll, I'll do the AT and if I really miss my husband um maybe uh, you know that would be good but then I was like no I really like the hiking so I kept going i did the at i did the um cdt and um and then you just you know you kind of have that lifestyle where you just live very cheaply and take stupid jobs to save up money and then you try to um go out again and um and kind of kept doing that for a while and then i did a transitional year where i was like a volunteer ranger in utah mm-hmm and tried not to spend so much money and kind of make a little bit of money, even though I was a volunteer. <laughs> and uh, yeah, um, and then I went back for a half a year to Holland and, and saved up money. Mm-hmm. And um, then and then I found my current husband who lives um, here on the East Coast. So, um, and then we both are, you know, saving up money so we can go hike into winter, which is our off season. Right. And now we're trying to uh, also um, see if we can, you know, sneak away in the summer months a little bit. Uh-huh. So, yeah, we just don't have a lot of stuff and save money. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Well, so when I tell people and uh, people know that I've been running this podcast for about two years and every time people people say, where, where do you see it going, Ben? And I'm like, well, I'm just kind of like taking it one day at a time, seeing where mm-hmm. things go, like making decisions on the fly with maybe some very general five-year plan that could change at any second. Mm-hmm. What what was your answer to people? Because I'm sure you were asked that all the time as you're kind of just hiking along. And they say, well, they're essentially saying, Arlette, what do you want to do with your life? Did you get that question a lot? Well, now it's more like, well, what, so what's next? What's your next trip? What's your next okay. trip? Uh-huh. And so <laughs> I never had a big plan for my life. I guess I always had this idea that I wanted to travel and explore and um so then I kind of lost myself a little bit when I went to college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when when I did that Pacific Crest Trail hike, it, it kind of just all came back to me. I've always, you know, I did travel in between and did some shorter trips and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, it kind of came back to me. It's like, yeah, I want to explore. I want to I wanna hike. I want to travel. Um, so, yeah, I never really had a, a career goal in mind. I mean, I did study French. So I thought that maybe I would be a French teacher or something, mm-hmm. or, but never really was very career oriented. Um, yeah. So this is, I don't know, this is where, where the focus is at. And now, now people are just like, like I said, they're just like, oh, so what's your next trip? What's your next trip? I was like, I don't know yet. Oh, there's all these things on my list, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> uh, first I got to kind of make a little bit of money and then maybe we can go away again. And um but yeah, with the I think with the through hiking community too, you, you hear about all these new trails, so that's kind of like your your goal. 
and then with the, with the business now it's it's really like you know yes it's um i make sock dolls so it's you you try to be creative and have some artsy fartsy kind of things so for a while i was like oh i want to be an artist i want to do these shows and and then i i did a show where you know it it was my my creations and i try to dress it all up in a little environment and um it was it was fun but i think i kind of got that out of my system i still like coming up with new designs and all of that but i don't have to be the artist anymore gotcha i'm more focused on the on the hiking um and then the art and and crafts or whatever you want to call that is is a way of doing the hiking well i do want to talk about your sock puppets or sorry sock dolls (laughs) Whatever um, you want to call them. I, I will call them sock dolls. <laughs> I think that's the appropriate name. But yeah. let's, let's save that until the end so we mm-hmm. can really convince people to go look at them. Um, <laughs> w- I want to focus on one specific project that you did uh, a couple of years ago, Diratissima in uh, the White Mountains, correct? Yep, yep. It, it means Italian, or in Italian it means the shortest link, I believe. Yeah, I think it's mostly uh, yeah the, the shortest or most direct way of, of connecting um, well the peaks in this instance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you connected I... forty eight all forty eight of the four thousand footers in the White Mountains. Yep, unsupported. Yeah, how long did it take you? So it took me. I had to look it up. Um, Eleven days and nineteen hours. Okay. So it, yeah. Is that fast? I don't, I don't know. It's not really that fast, to be honest, because um, I was um, I'm not a really fast hiker, mm-hmm. uh, but it had been done previously in about 10 days. So I try to do it in 10 days, um, but just I'm not very experienced in pushing miles or breaking records or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, so the, I, I just lost a bunch of miles and I wasn't in the best shape. Um, so, um, it's not really fast, but it is still very hard to do. And it was hard for me to do it in that time. Um, so, you know, just because you, A, you want to sleep B when it's like in a circumstance where it's like, uh, foggy and rainy and you're on a ridge and it's dark and you're like, Oh, maybe I, um, I, I should push on a few more miles, but I also want to, um, kind of be safe. So, so that was an interesting, um, interesting way of, of seeing how much I could uh, how, how much I could do how much I could hike in the dark how much I could be safe it's like now I'm reading the journal I just was reading the journal back mm-hmm. and I'm like oh I only did 14 miles that day wow that's not a lot um and um I would I think I'd be able to do it much faster now also if I trained a little bit more mm-hmm and it has been broken. I mean, it has been. Well, there was a couple that hiked it last year, I guess, and they did it in eight days and eight hours. Uh-huh. But they were together, so it's also slightly different. Very different. Um, yeah. So um, emotionally yeah. different. Very. Yeah. Very emotionally different. Um, and um, it's it's like again when I was reading back my journal too, like when you're by yourself, you have to motivate yourself all the time. You have to get up. Let's get okay. I get up at four thirty, or I get up at five, or you know. Um, and keep going. Like I had my husband hike with me for one day and just, you know, it's such, uh, it, it makes such a difference mm-hmm. just having somebody like, Oh, we can do this. We can do this. Uh, you know, um, it, it really is. It's really so uplifting to have, you know, um, have a person there 
Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, you said that it wasn't fast, but it, it's definitely difficult. Can you give us some details on like what kind of distance the overall uh, hike was and then the elevation gain? Um, so the overall distance, I looked it up again, was like 258 miles. Okay. Um, I actually haven't looked up the distance. I'm not very good with numbers. <laughs> But you got, you know, like every peak has to be over uh, 4,000 foot and mm-hmm. then there has to be a difference of, what is it, 400 feet to for it to count okay. for the for the list or something like that. So you go up and down a lot um, and then it's rough terrain um, and, you know, a lot of a lot of steep, steep climbs, rocky climbs, boulders, um, and that all makes it uh, makes it very difficult. Yeah. So the the part that I find most interesting about this is that there are 48 mountains and you have to figure out a way to connect all of them. Yeah. Is Diratissima referring to the shortest way to connect all of them or the shortest way to get from the bottom to the top of each individual peak? I think it was the idea of connecting them all. Connecting them. Okay. Yeah. Um, but there's so many different options and there's no right way to do it. You know, there's no one direct like, oh, I'll just do this one line and then you get all the peaks. No, you have to really kind of make choices. Mm-hmm. And 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 uh, along the way, I, I made different choices than I had set out. Huh, interesting. Um, yeah, because I was like, well, maybe if I go up this trail, which is a little shorter, um, then I can do an out and back just with the bat with a, a d- little dig pack on. Mm-hmm. Initially, I had set out this route that I wanted to do as much with the backpack as possible to make it a real backpacking and and as mostly direct and less backtracking kind of route. But then when you're on it, you're like, well, if I do this, I can drop the pack and then I can tag these mm-hmm. peaks and I can do an out and back. And, you know, so a few of those things um, I changed and I'm not sure that really helped me time wise, Hmm. but that backpack was so heavy the first couple days (laughs) that I was like, well, maybe I want to just drop it. Um, But I mean, I think that was the second day I did that. And there might have been one other instance that I I, um, changed it. But um, yeah, there is there is no right straight way to do them all. Um, well, there's so a, there's yeah. definitely a right way, a shortest way to connect all of the peaks, whether mm. it makes sense mm-hmm. uh, more than mathematically mm-hmm. is the question. Right, right. And then there's trails that are um, like there's the um, the slide trails that might have been uh, you know a, a shorter way to get to. Um, some of the, um, where are those peaks? Well, there's, you know, you can do a slide trail up and it looks really, really short, but you know that another trail that might be a little longer is going to be easier walking. So time-wise, then you're not going to go for the slide trail. Um, and there's, um, I think the guy that did it, um, Matt's rowing, who did the first, um, the first Diratissima, um, he did a, a, a bushwhack from, I think, Haystack or Lincoln, down to Owl's Head, and I'm like, I don't know if cross-country bushwhacking is going to be a lot faster than actually following trails. Right. So I didn't do that. There was the Fire Warden Trail to Mount Hale that I'd never hiked, and I was initially thinking I would do that, and then I was like, well, what if I can't find a trail? Because it's not an official trail, So, and I didn't mm-hmm. have GPS coordinates for it, so I decided not to do that either. Um, so, yeah, there's a... It's, it's interesting to look at the map and decide what, what to do. 
the uh, we'll have the picture of your map, the the connections mm. on your Meister profile page. It does. It's very squiggly and it yeah. goes in a lot of different directions. Yeah, and then there's like, like I could have, I you know, I could have saved myself a lot of time if I had forwarded to Pemi. Um, but um, I wasn't sure if that was a good thing to do in the dark, and um, uh, I did. My husband was at. Uh, uh, he said um, he met me at. Uh, Lincoln Woods Trailhead. So then I was like, okay, I'll just walk the extra miles. But mm-hmm. um, I could have, I could have probably forwarded that and saved me a lot of miles. I think I could have just walked Highway Two. That would have been a lot shorter. Um, so yeah, shorter yeah. than what? Sorry, shorter than I actually did the Presidential Rail Trail and then 115A instead of Highway Two. Uh, highway Two would have been a lot shorter. And you have to um, walk all of this. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's no hitchhiking. No hitchhiking. That would make it supported, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, and then I would definitely not, you know, come anywhere near a fast time. <laughs> Coming up, we talk about the math behind Duratissima and what that has to do with finding out the fastest way to board an airplane. But first, let me tell you about another reason why you need a Mountain Meister t-shirt. It's soft. In fact, it's so soft that I have replaced my pillowcases with Mountain Meister t-shirts. And let me tell you, if it can work for my face, it can work for your body. Weird, I know. Buy yours at mountainmeister.com and thank you for your support. So uh, do you know the math for how many different combinations there would be to connect all 48 of these peaks? Oh, I don't. Do you? Yeah, well, I... (laughs) I think I remember this from high school. Uh, uh-huh. I think we learned this in algebra. But the the uh, math is n minus 1 factorial uh, and then divided by 2 because that factorial takes into account direction. So mm-hmm. it would be 48 minus 1 factorial, so 47 factorial, and that gives you a number of combinations equal to 3.2 times 10 to the 59th power. <laughs> and then you divide that by two and you get 1.6 times 10 to the 59th power. So it's a lot yeah. of different ways to, mm-hmm. to do this. Mm-hmm. And then you have yeah. to find the shortest way to make it a diratissima. Yeah, 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 true. Mm-hmm. And while I was, this is called the traveling salesman problem because mm-hmm. um, obviously salesmen want to try to find the shortest way to connect all of their different stops. Okay, um, yep. But you can't just do the next shortest. So you start in one location, you go to the next closest, then the next closest, then the next closest, because eventually your lines cross, and then you're not right. utilizing your route as efficiently as you could. Right. Which led me to something that really frustrates me, and that is what is the fastest way to board an airplane? <laughs> And that's that you can use the traveling salesman method to figure that out uh-huh. or something similar to that. So do you know, Arlette, the fastest way to board a plane or what would you assume is the fastest way? I honestly have no idea. Do you have any guesses? You've, you've flown a, a frequent amount, I imagine. I've flown a lot. Yeah. I'm usually like, well, if I don't have a lot of luggage, I'll just get on the plane as late as I can uh-huh. so I don't have to sit in there so much. Right. <laughs> But I don't that, know. That's the reason why it takes so long is because of uh, all of the the luggage that people carry. Right, and then mm-hmm. they have to stay all in the in the um, the pathways there and block everybody else. Right. So the, you're getting to the answer of the of the of the question. 
So you just want to get in first or last, right? Well, that would be for you personally, <laughs> but to, to board the plane the fastest, for it, to get everybody on that plane. Many people think, oh, you should just do it back to front. So start getting people into the back of the plane, then you can fill in in the front. Hmm. And that is actually a very slow way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, other people think that you should load window seats first, start on the outside of the plane, then mm-hmm. board the people on the inside of the plane. That also is not fast. In fact, random seating is faster than both of those methods. So what, what Southwest is doing works the best then. Exactly. Well, uh-huh. actually not the best, which is no. where the traveling salesman problem comes in. So you want to try to utilize the aisle space in the plane as much as possible uh-huh. because that's where people are putting their bags in the plane. Yep. So when you load back to front, what ends up happening is that all of the people in line waiting um, in the aisle of the plane to put their baggage in the overhead compartments are just standing there. They're not, you know, they're not using mm-hmm. that space mm-hmm. efficiently. Really, you should board the plane so one person in, let's say there are 20 aisles in the plane, one person in aisle 20, one person in aisle 19, 18, 17, 16, 15, 14, right? You're utilizing all of that space. Mm-hmm. And all of those people are putting their luggage into the overhead containers at the same time. Then they sit down. Then a the next group comes in. Same thing. 20, 19, 18, 17, 16, blah, 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 all the way to one. Everybody's putting in their containers or their, their luggage into the containers. That would hmm. be the fastest way to board a plane. All right. Well, so have you ever thought about doing redlining in the whites? No. Because that's... <laughs> Because talk about trying to find the best way to get all the trails. You'd, yeah. have, a lot of, you'd have a lot of fun with that. I, I think I'd have <laughs> way more fun just thinking about it than actually doing it. Because, you know, it's like you go and you look at the map because that's something I'm, do, I'm trying to do. I have no idea if I'll ever finish it because there's so many little little squiggly trails everywhere, you know. Uh-huh. Um, but you look at the ones that go up to Adams and Madison and you're just like, uh, how can I do this the best, most efficient way? And there just, there's, there just isn't. You're just like, okay, I'll have to repeat certain ones because huh. mm-hmm. there's like, uh, it just, there's so many trails in that area. Um, is that's really it's a fun kind of game to play you look you just stare at your maps you're like okay well if i do this one which Mm -hmm. one should i do next how many miles can i how many red lines can i cover by not repeating this or that Um, right it's a fun it's a fun little game you should you should try it i like that approach (laughs) well if you want to learn more about uh arlette's deratissima we'll have the link to that on her meister profile page mtnmeister.com I wanted to get a gear recommendation from you, Arlette. You can do with it whatever you would like, but if it's from a sponsor, please indicate if it is. Go ahead. Well, I have no sponsors. Um, I actually just discovered the Gut Hook app when I was doing a section on the uh, Continental Divide Trail this winter, mm-hmm. and I really enjoy using that. So um, that would be sort of a gear recommendation, I guess. Yeah, please tell me about um, it. I don't know. Got, got Hook? Yeah, it's a it's an app on the phone that you can download, and he has an app for the Appalachian Trail, the Connell Divide Trail, uh, Pacific Crest Trail, and he's working on one for the White Mountains. 
So uh, you can download it, you go into it, and then you can click on or select certain um, areas and it will show you the trail on your phone. So um, if you're in the distances and where there's water sources, if there is a campsite or something like that, uh, which definitely on the Continental Divide Trail was very useful um, because the trail is not always well defined. Yeah, But even like I would see it being very useful in the whites too if you're in the dark or if it's foggy or if you just want to know where the next water is. Um, so I really um, enjoy that. Very useful. Yeah, very we'll have useful. have that on your Meister profile mm-hmm. page as well. Yep. So let's get to sock dolls. <laughs> um, I saw some pictures. They're very cute sock dolls, I have to say. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, are they actually made of socks? Yeah, they're all handmade out of socks, and um, the ones that I've been posting more pictures up on my Facebook page are the ones that have the longer legs, and now I made them little backpacks, so they're like hiking, and um, yeah, so they're just, they're stuffed with fiber fill, so they're ultra lightweight. Anish had one on her through hike, Yeah. so yeah. <laughs> wow, so she sacrifices room in her pack and weight have, to yeah. carry one of your sock dolls. Yeah, it was uh, it was a big sacrifice. It's quite an honor. <laughs> Yes. It's, no, it was fun. Who, who do you buy socks from? Where do you get these socks? Um, well, actually, it's funny. The, the the baby knee socks that I make my hikers out of, they're actually from Holland. So whenever I go and, and um, visit my mom, I'll go, I'll go shopping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and now I have found a bunch that, I, you know, I can just order online as well. Uh-huh. Like, so, yeah. I noticed your sock dolls are about the same price as socks. So, uh, so I'm wondering where where do you generate your profit? Oh, yeah, the cheaper ones I, I get online at a, at a really good sale okay. uh, price, but then I also have to order like um, one of them was like a wholesale order for like 360 pairs of socks. Okay, all right. So, <laughs> so that's the only way that you can keep it at that price, right? Yeah, okay, yeah, for sure. But the and they're very. In, I mean, I saw one with very big lips. And I was wondering how you. <laughs> How you manage that? A lot of sewing? Yeah, yeah, that's mostly hand sewing. Uh-huh. So uh, the, the um, heel of the sock is always the face. Oh, okay. So uh-huh. um, when you see the lips, you basically, um, fold, you basically fold the sock heel in two and you just go back and forth with a long needle keeping that uh, middle of the sock um, mm-hmm. indented. So you go back and forth. So then... Um, with the needle to make that um, make that lips. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Have, you, have you thought about partnering with an outdoor uh, gear company like Smartwool or Darn Tough or one of these sock companies? <laughs> I make, have not. No? <laughs> Their socks are expensive. <laughs> Tec- well, they would be technical sock dolls. Technical sock dolls. Ultra breathable. That would be good. Sweat wicking sock dolls. <laughs> Maybe some Injinji socks would be good for that. Sorry, what kind of socks? Injinji, those toe socks. Oh, yeah, right. Those, right. Uh, yeah, that would be perfect. That would be, what would, what would the toes be? <laughs> some, some I don't know, hair? you could make a weird a weird head out of it. Uh-huh. Just stuff it or sew it up in a weird head shape. Very good. Now, I sometimes <laughs> ask uh, when, when our Meisters own businesses or write books if they're willing to do a giveaway of any, should we do a giveaway of a sock doll? Uh, well, I have some keychains. Keychains, perfect. Um, that's the type that Anish had, so they're super, super lightweight. Uh-huh. Well, can we can we give one to our listeners? <laughs> sure. Okay, how should we coordinate this giveaway, do you think? Is it like a trivia question or 
We could do the first person that says they want the sock doll gets it. Sure. Okay, let's do that. <laughs> first person who emails me, Ben at mtnmeister.com, and says you want a sock doll keychain from mm-hmm. Arlette, we'll get it. Yeah. And then I'll just connect that listener with you, and you can organize the shipping. Sure, sounds good. Perfect. All sounds right. Sounds good. I like it. Um, <laughs> I have a roommate. His name's Max, and I ask him if he has any questions for our Meister beforehand. Um, it also pertains to the sock doll. Okay. Um, he wants to know uh, why do people end up buying your sock dolls instead of just making their own? I'd imagine there's some technical skill involved. There, yeah, it's it's it looks pretty easy, uh-huh. but it it takes some practice to uh, to get the right happy smile embroidered on it, or you know have the um, the weird faces um, with the button eyes and the lips. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes I'll get people that are like, well, we bought one from you, and then we tried to make our own, and it didn't come out as 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 well as yours. So we're we're gonna buy some more from you. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it, you know, it takes a little practice. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Well, hopefully I don't see any socks lying around in our apartment for roommate Max <laughs> trying his hand at the trade. But they'd be unique, you know. Right, that's the, that's true. They, they don't all have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. They, they, they'd be unique and they'd be his own um, stray sock doll creation. Right. He, yeah. But his, hopefully he washes them first. Oh, you're you know. supposed to wash. Yeah, yeah that that'd be good. Sense. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, and your, your sock dolls are machine washable, I think I saw. They are, yes. Uh-huh. Yes, unless they have like fancy ties or stuff like that. Okay. Um, then you might want to just okay. wash it by hand. But undress, the rest, you know. undress the doll yeah. before yes, you wash yes, it. Yes, uh-huh. for sure. Yeah. Okay, final <laughs> question for you, Arlette. Who would you like to hear next on this show? Um, so I've been hiking a little bit with, um, Speedstick. Um, her name, oh, geez, what is her real name? Uh, Mary Moynihan. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) And she's trying to do the, uh, three long distance trails in one year. And she, if she can, if she succeeds, she'd be the first woman to do that. There've been a handful of guys who've done it. And she just finished her Appalachian trail hike. And is starting on her CDT hike. I think it would be very interesting to hear her. She also wrote a book on her first CDT hike, which is very interesting to read as well. Very good. Um, yeah. Oh, she. You can follow her on what is it? Married to the Trail is Mar- her well, blog. I'll, I'll yeah. find the link and put it on your Meister profile page. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting to hear her talk, especially if she, you know, if she succeeds and and how it all how it all goes. Yeah. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Keep an ear out and a nose out for Speedstick <laughs> on a future episode of Mountain Meister. You can find out more about Arlette, arletlon.wordpress.com. That's the hiking website, arletlon.com for sock dolls. She's also published a bunch of uh, her trail notes on trailjournals.com. Of course, we'll have links to all of that on our website, mtnmeister.com. Apple Pie, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. It was fun. Thanks to our sponsor for today's episode, Big Agnes. Check out their system bags. Instead of that useless insulation underneath you, they have a built-in sleeve to hug your sleeping pad. It's everything that you need and nothing that you don't. Use the code MEISTER, M-E-I-S-T-E-R, at checkout for 20% off. Thanks also to the American Alpine Club. Save money on gear, lodging, events, and more, all while being part of a national network of over 16,000 climbers. Join today at AmericanAlpineClub.org and use the code MEISTER for a special AAC gift. 
As usual, I hope you enjoy doing the rest of whatever you do while you listen to the podcast that explores the minds of those who explore. I'm your host, Ben Shank. And until next time, you've been listening to Mountain Meister. <laughs>